This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Health One. Good morning, this is Nick Sippis. It's the morning of April 29th. Uh, coming at you with a brief respite from COVID-19 related content with a review of the recently published ischemia trial. It's published in the New England Journal of Medicine on April 9th, 2020. Uh, there's a great review on Rebel EM from April 27th, written by Salim Rizé, uh, reviewing the study design and the execution of this trial. Essentially, this was a study aimed to help answer the question about whether patients with moderate to severe coronary artery disease diagnosed on non-invasive uh, risk stratification uh, stress testing would benefit from an early uh, intervention, namely uh, angiography uh, and possible evaluation for PCI or cabbage. Uh, I'll ask you to review the paper for a full review of the inclusion and exclusion criteria, but effectively this was a group of patients who had undergone risk stratification via non-invasive stress testing who were over 21 years old and found to have moderate to severe ischemia. On that testing, there's a number of exclusion criteria, uh, including uh, heart failure and uh, previous renal, renal disease. Uh, but they did a nice job in terms of uh, 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 number of patients that were, were followed through, uh, although it was a prolonged uh, enrollment and they had lower numbers than they might have initially expected. Ultimately, they included 5,179 patients that were randomized into either an, invent, an invasive strategy group uh, of which these folks underwent angiography and then either underwent revascularization via PCI or cabbage. 74% uh, of those who were revascularized underwent stenting and 26% got a cabbage. Uh, that group was compared to a conservative strategy group, which uh, essentially went for medical optimization initially and delayed uh, angiography and possible revascularization. And they compared a number of primary outcomes. The primary outcome was composite of death from cardiovascular causes, uh, MI or hospitalization for unstable angina, heart failure or resuscitated cardiac arrest. They also had some secondary outcomes related to cardiovascular causes. Um, uh, with regards to the primary outcome, uh, invasive therapy, the more aggressive arm was associated with a harm in the short term, uh, about a 2% absolute increase in risks, uh, in risk, uh, within the first six months. Uh, and then the curves crossed, so to speak. And ultimately those patients wound up with a small degree of benefit, about a 2% absolute decrease. Um, once you combine some of those data, uh, overall the mortality was identical between the two groups. And therefore, the, all, the author's conclusion was that among patients with stable coronary artery disease uh, with moderate to severe ischemia diagnosed on stress testing, there was no evidence that an initial invasive strategy compared to an initial conservative strategy reduced, reduced the risk of ischemic cardiovascular events or death from any cause over a medium of th median of 3.2 years. Um, a couple points of just consideration. There's some complexity to the way in which they diagnosed myocardial infarction. There's a number of different subtypes, uh, which uh, it's up to necessarily quite how that relates to us clinically. They also applied a Bayesian analysis, which uses uh, kind of predictive probabilities uh, to attempt to estimate what the five-year rates of primary outcomes would be. Uh, um, 
as well for both for both of the groups. Um, so there's a bit of statistical complexity there. Um, ultimately, you know, I think there's a number of kind of conclusions that can be taken from this. Uh, you know, we oftentimes find ourselves in a difficult position about obtaining non-invasive stress testing from the emergency department. Some of us have the opportunity to use observation units. Um, other ones, uh, other of us have to admit the patient to hospital service or attempt to facilitate close outpatient follow-up. Um, you know, in the event that we are able to obtain uh, non-invasive stress testing, and we do find that there are uh, moderate to severe evidence of reversible ischemia, I think that this study could argue that these folks don't necessarily need to go to have emergent uh, PCI uh, with our with our cardiology colleagues, uh, there really are no significant differences in primary cardiovascular outcomes over the course of over three years of uh, longitudinal data. Um, and so, I think this is an important additional data set that we can use. Although it is a fairly complicated data set um, with some questions about powering and some interesting statistical modeling. Uh, but aside from that, I think that uh, this provides us with uh, kind of two equal outpatient follow-up pathways for patients who we think have reversible ischemia on uh, stress testing. So uh, again, thank you and kudos to Rebel EM for a great review of this article. Uh, um, Salim Rizé and and looks like um, uh, others, including uh, Lean Al-Bahaid with uh, uh, University of Maryland, Upper Chesapeake, both contributed great great reviews of this article. And I think, uh, um, uh, I do think that the ischemia trial will play a role in our clinical practice going forward. Thanks a lot. We are on a quest to provide the world with free medical education. Please help us out by rating us on iTunes, following us on social media, and subscribing to our newsletter at emergencymedicalminute.com.